Welcome to Robin and Joa Save the World, one book at a time, a spoiler-free podcast brought to you by the good folks at Koros Books. That's Koros with a Q. If you like what you hear, leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy the show. Encore episode. Hello, everyone. I'm Joa. And I'm Robin. Welcome to the Robin and Joa podcast, where this week we are discussing another memoir. This time it's George Matthew Johnson's All Boys Aren't Blue, a book you may have heard of in the media. It has been in, in a media frenzy, really. It's been banned. There mm-hmm. have been lawsuits. And we are going to talk about all of it. Joa, what did you think? Did you research what is their pronoun? They, them. And I wrote thank myself you. a little card. Oh, thank you. I am an old lady and I forget. <laughs> okay. All right. Good. So I just wanted to, because to, I, I totally forgot to research it. I was dealing with one season and diapers for the foster puppy here. But when that's it- its own episode. We <laughs> to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, that will be on a whole other episode uh, when it comes to talking about everything that I undertake. Uh, but you already know about that. Sometimes I think I can do it all and then life hits me in the face. So Ooh, say, that is an episode <laughs> right there. I'm writing that down. Sometimes I think I can do it all. Ooh, that's an episode. <laughs> then slap like a telenovela. Mm. All right. So when it comes to all boys aren't blue, this one, and I'm not, oh, I'm going to say I'm not going to compare it, but I, I like I'm being a hypocrite, right? Because then when I talk about sissy, then that's a comparison in, in and of itself. But... So it, this one was a little bit more of a serious tone than the last one. I enjoyed both of them regardless. Uh, I just wanted to put that one out, that th- this one just felt a little bit more serious. And um, it had a lot of layers to this story because like the author said, they are, they are marginalized in so many different ways. And they are speaking from that experience through that that lens of, of various marginalizations, not just one um, because of their sexual orientation, but it's um, also the the gender fluidity, the 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 sexual orientation, as well as their race and and the, where they come from and all of that. And it's 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 tough because I I, I put myself in their shoes when I read it. Oh, I found out that I'm very uh, conscientious when I took one of the personality tests. So maybe that's why. Um, But I put myself in their shoes when I read it, especially memoirs, because I know that's that's something that is happening or that happened to someone. And um, and and it was tough to read because I can only imagine all the different layers, the different chains that this person, George, had to break and go through since they were a child And whenever I I think of a child going through something like that, it breaks my heart because I feel like a child should be free, should be joyful, should be happy. And then just to put myself in those shoes and think about that really um, 
yeah, it's it's tough and it makes me a little sad, not gonna lie, but I, I still read it. It was an incredible read and it's an important read that everyone should um, have on their TBR, should engage with it and should go ahead and knock it out and, and read that book or listen to it. I listened to it on Audible. I have so much to say. I would like to apologize in advance to everyone if I kind of just start talking and don't stop. I'm sorry, Joa. I apologize. She's okay. overly caffeinated. Truly <laughs> <laughs> and entirely. Um, so what's interesting to me is that you said it made you sad. In this memoir, All Boys Aren't Blue, and a bit in Sissy as well. Friends, we discussed Sissy two episodes back. Um, and it's right in the title, Sissy by Jacob Tobiah. Another memoir. I, I'll tell you what my reaction was. Now, this is going to be a personal reaction. And then I'll discuss the book, which I, I very much liked, All Boys Aren't Blue. And we'll talk about that. But my personal reaction is this. These two memoirs made me a little depressed and for a really different reason, completely almost the opposite of Joe's reason, which is interesting because the author talks about this wonderful loving family. Oh, this killed me. You know, he has a wonderful loving grandmother named Nanny. He has parents, he has cousins, he has brothers and sisters who are a functional, warm, loving family. He took vacations. He lived in a house. I, in this memoir and the other memoir, I, I think it's because we read two memoirs close together and it doesn't <laughs> matter that they're about gender fluid. It doesn't matter if someone is gay or gender fluid. If they have a great childhood, it, I'm, if, if they had a great childhood, I'm going to be confused. First of all, <laughs> that's a, it's a foreign land for me. And you know, that's the best way I can describe it to you is that I read these memoirs and it's traveling in a foreign land for me personally. And this is just about Robin friends. This has nothing to do with these fine authors or these fine books. Okay. But this is a Robin. I'm letting you a little into Robin land. It's a scary place. Buckle up. <laughs> this might as well be science fiction. Right. And it makes me feel weird sometimes because I'm really, really old. Like I can't stress that enough. And when you're really, really old and you've done some things, you know, you don't think about your childhood because you've lived so much beyond that and done a lot of things and hopefully done some healing and done some work, you know, that kind of thing. And so to kind of go back to my childhood with the lens I have now and, and read these books and then think about my own childhood. Oh boy. I have to tell you, <laughs> I am officially putting the kibosh on reading memoir for a minute. <laughs> I just, I, I am so glad, don't mistake this. I'm so glad they had these lovely childhoods. I just don't know anything about that. And, and I mean, like really, literally, I don't know anything about that. And, and 
and I don't know what that would look like. So that's kind of an interesting thing, like that it hits us so differently is the beauty of books, Joa. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So do you, you compare I... yourself, your childhood, when you read somebody's about somebody's childhood? Is that what's happening? Uh, I just, I, I just don't understand. Like, <laughs> I, I, this whole, like, the fact that he had, I thought he was just going to have Nanny on his side, right? But then he had Nanny and his parents oh, and yeah. his aunts and uncles and yeah. his cousins. They, and they his had brothers. a solid family <laughs> unit. I, I, I loved, when he talked about his family, that mm -hmm. was, those were the joyful moments in there. Yes. Yeah, for me. Okay. Yeah. We should, let's move beyond my navel gazing. Save that, Robin, for later. <laughs> let's talk about this beautiful book. First of all, he is a lovely person. And if you are not following, I am GM Johnson on Twitter and Instagram. Ooh, Get yourself follow. over there. He's a dream. And it's not just about this book. And I want to really explain, we have to talk about the controversy, Joa. I mean, we must. It is imperative. <laughs> so he... He first of all, he's a grown up, and in life, you realize sometimes you meet old people, but they're not grown ups. Do you know? Do you know what I mean, Joa? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's a grown up, and this book, this particular book, All Boys Aren't Blue, he's written, he's quite, he's written, I think he's published five or six books, and he has another memoir about to come out. Did you know that? Mm -hmm. No, I does didn't. Indeed. He has another memoir coming out, which I think is wonderful because I think it's really important. We're gonna to get to the controversy. I think it's really important that he tells his story. His story has so much value because his story is about a functioning, loving family. And that's not always a story that's portrayed in the media, is it? Mm -mm -mm. Mm -hmm. No, it's and not, he, is it? And they even say it in the book that mm -hmm. usually that's not the norm for, mm -hmm. for kids in the, in the queer community. Mm hmm. Yeah. It's almost radical when when you listen to it, you know, how loving Absolutely. their family yeah, is. And it's a nice roadmap for other families. Like mm -hmm. that's something that you could really take from this book. If you are a member of a family that maybe isn't quite as functional, there's a little bit of a roadmap here for acceptance and kindness, kindness, mm -hmm. kindness that is a dream to read. So this particular book and our friend, the author, George M. Johnson, is the subject of any number of lawsuits, both civil and criminal. Now the oh, criminal lawsuit Jesus. came out of a small uh, municipality in Florida, in the state of Florida in America, and has since been dismissed, obviously, because for what grounds? I mean, okay, listen, someone actually wasted <laughs> their precious <laughs> time in life to go and file a criminal, criminal complaint, friends. They went to the police Get and out of filed here. a criminal complaint and said that this book, this book being for sale did them bodily harm. That's right. That's <sighs> what they said. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness people, people and their fragility, they just, they need to go away. And I mean, we won't even talk about the constitution of the United States, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. But like, if you don't like a book, don't read it. <laughs> exactly. Jeez. Put it down, back away slowly. You'll be fine. Um, 
Yeah. And also civil lawsuits. This is a banned book, friends. And this book is banned a bit more widely than I at first understood. Uh, people are very nervous about this book being in high schools. The young people might get a hold of it. And allow me, friends, to tell you how really frightening that is, how really terrifying. Because this is a book filled, again, as I said, with a functioning family. This is a book filled with multi-generational love and acceptance. This yeah. is a book filled with peace and kindness. And my God, what if the young people knew about that? Yes. Yeah. About radical love and acceptance of, of each other, period. Mm -hmm. Just because. Yeah, yeah, that's what this book is about. That is what this book is about. Teenagers yeah. should be reading it. Should be mandatory reading. I completely Golly, agree. I completely surprise me every time. Uh. And so, and let's cut right to it. What people are objecting to is that this is a memoir and our author has included his we're going to talk about this carefully because this is a very clean podcast talks about his bits <laughs> and he talks about early activity exploring life and growing up and one thing that does bother me a little bit sometimes is that sometimes people want to act like we were all born 45. <laughs> <laughs> I consider that young. That's why I said that age. Uh, not kidding. And like, we were all new once and we were all awkward and exploring. Mm -hmm. And we didn't always have this body and we had to grow into this body. Um, and he talks about all of that. And I am very, how do we say this, Joa? Well, I think we like the word prude, modest, whatever you want to say, skirt, <laughs> whatever word you like is fine. I'm fine with it. I accept it. About but like, I wasn't frightened. It's okay. Um, I do have a thought about it, but he talks about being a tween. He talks about being a young teenager mm -hmm. and all the different facets that go with that. And I guess that scared away people who were born at 50. I don't know. Uh. Um, but I, but there's a softness to all of it, friends. There's a gentleness and a kindness to all of it. And he wants to bring us along for the ride. See, in Sissy, the memoir by Jacob Tobiah that we read two episodes ago. So you can hear every little, I hated that book. So you can hear everything, <laughs> every little thing I hated about that over there. But he wanted to hold us at arm's length. That's how I felt. Sissy. The author wanted to hold us at arm's length, didn't like us, wanted to lecture us, and had a big rant. And it almost felt tantrum-y, the book. And mm, I don't know. I, I just I have nothing positive to say about that book. Mm. If you're going to write a memoir at 25, you better be Malala, honey. And Jacob Devay is no Malala. But this memoir, this memoir, All Boys Aren't Blue. Now, remember, J Joa has a totally different take on it. Yes. So you should listen to Joa's take <laughs> in that episode because it's probably more valuable. <laughs> probably. But anyway, this book is lovely and wonderful and warm and kind. He wants to bring us along for the ride. He is a very experienced writer. 
Uh, he also has more perspective, and that's very clear. He has loved and lost. He's uh, he's older, and I think he's in his 40s, and he's just... And here's one thing I can say. You know, from a memoir, you don't really know what kind of person they are. You know the, what kind of writer they are in one particular genre, but you don't know what kind of person they are. But my God, when you see him on an interview, oh, Joa, have you seen any interviews about? No, like I just started following him. Ooh. Oh, follow him. Follow him everywhere. I am GM Johnson on Twitter and on Instagram. He is calm, respectful. He doesn't need to be emotional even when attacked. He's just he's just himself and he's in himself fully themselves i i that's a tricky one for me so i apologize for that they're in themselves you know they just are and it's lovely he has a they have a lovely way mm, old, old people old people uh, they have a lovely way of addressing the issues and answering the questions with dignity and respect for everyone in the conversation it's just brilliant. They're, they're lovely. They're just a lovely person. And they're a lovely example of how to handle controversy, right? I, I highly recommend you go follow them. Go follow them. <laughs> they're great. So now can I just talk, say, because I've talked yeah, too much. No, yeah, yeah, no, I just want to say that the, the controversy about uh talking about their private parts and and then just them going through those experiences that oh by the way we all go through um as we age and we get older and hormones start kicking in and then we start becoming attracted to whoever we end up becoming attracted to um that that is that is normal and i think what what makes people afraid is that we have not normalized that yet for for same-sex attractions. And I think that's why people can get up in arms about it. That's all. But, I mean, being attracted, going through that attraction, um, going through the hormones, shoot. I felt it as I was a tween and a teen and, and all of that as I had my first um, encounter with somebody as well. You know, we all went through that. Um, I, I think it's just the same sex orientation that is making people um, upset, which they just need to get over it and, and let it be and continue on normalizing that. And oh, by the way, I read a lot of YA and that stuff is right there in YA and YA is stuff for young adult that that age range reads. So I, once again, it's that bias that kicks in on people. And I just wish that they will accept that, acknowledge it, and move on and let everyone else enjoy what they enjoy and let people live. That's what I have to say about that. I could not agree more strongly. Yes. Let people live. Yeah, let people I, live. I, I don't Shoot. kind of understand. Don't tell me what to read. I'm going to read whatever I want to oh, read. Oh, well. <laughs> and friends... I found out about this. I heard about this as a banned book and added it to the TBR instantly. So it does benefit from the banned book effect. But I, yeah, let people live. I, I don't understand the impulse to control people. I don't understand. Maybe if instead of approaching in fear, we could approach 
in curiosity and in love and in kindness. I mean, kindness is the word of the day. There isn't you it? go. Like kindness. their family does in the book. And that's yes. why I say this book should be read by all because that that should be an example that we can go off of when it comes to to family and embracing those who are air quotes here, right, are outside of, of the norm um, instead of, you know, shutting our kids away or it's disowning them and, and all this stuff because they happen to be different air quotes here again. Um, you know, instead, we should be embracing them for who they are and accepting them for who they are. That right there, it's it's the example of what family units should do, because too many kids in the core community don't have that. And uh, they should, they deserve it. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And let me tell you about an experience that I had because, it, and this is why I get so passionate about this subject, right? I'm in a, in an organization that is not <clears throat> very, how do you say progressive, right? And I, I was raising my son by myself. I've been a single mom for a while, a long while. Um, I married my, my husband four years ago. And then that's when I stopped being a single mom, but all along I've been a single mom. And there was air quote here, a friend, right? A friend from work that he told me something that to this day, and I'm sure he has forgotten about it, but I have not. And he told me something um, to the effect that me raising my son by myself um, is going to turn him gay. And uh, when he made that <gasps> comment, yes. And this was in an outing. We was all and just the 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 audacity, right, of people to just, like, say things like that. And and mind you, this was way back, you know, early 2000s, right, when we weren't where we are right now. You know, I mean, it's not like we have progressed that much, but, you know, a little. And he told me that. And I completely, um, let's just say he's not my friend any longer. I, I cut that off really quickly. Um, but I told him, I was like, and I will still love him. That was my answer to that. And I want to cry right now because it's like, it's that mentality that 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 is a problem, you know, um, being gay or being attracted to same sex. That's not the problem. You know, you just, you love your kids because they're your kids, regardless, period. That's it. And um, so, yeah, so that's why I'm so passionate about that. And that's why I think families need to read this book because they need to learn how to love their kids unconditionally. Thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate that. It's interesting to me that someone, not just that someone would say that to you, but have they thought it through? Yeah. So let's just say, which this is all foolishness, friends. We know this isn't true, but let's just say that you raising a son as a single mom would make him gay. <laughs> And then what? And then, yeah. But, okay. And then what? And so now he's gay. Yeah. And great. so where's the problem? Yeah. It's interesting to me because I think there's a lot of hate in this statement. Yes. And a, a lot of like rigidity and hate and rigidity and fear. Yeah. Are the cause of everything that's wrong in the world, friends. We just need to calm down and be nicer to each other. It'll be a better place. Yes. 
So listen to Taylor Swift. You need to calm down. Jesus. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but okay. <laughs> Hopefully the 18 to 25 demographic that listens to us can't pick up on that joke because Robin just left me to dry right now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> can there be cliff notes for old people? Thank you. So in this book, oh, it's a really beautiful memoir, All Boys Are in Blue. He writes, oh, he writes about his mother. And he says, once again, you came out of surgery. And by the next day, you were fighting to get back to yourself. Yeah. That day would also be the first day that I ever had to feed you. In that moment, it was bittersweet. But looking back now, it was beautiful. To be able to take care of the woman who had done so much for me throughout my life, the woman who nursed me as a child and nurtured me as an adult, the woman who I continue to work so very hard for so that you'll always be proud of me. Aww. He hits on something here that I really appreciate. He hits on, I've mentioned this in other podcasts, but I believe it's an honor to be able to take care of someone yeah. And to take care of them physically, to physically nurture them. I believe that's an honor and a privilege. We don't often address it that way, but I just deeply and profoundly believe that. I also love the fact that he honored his mother and his grandmother for their contributions. Because yeah. I have read a memoir written by uh, someone I won't name, but let's say someone <laughs> rather famous who had no mention of his, <laughs> no mention of his parents, but apparently at age five was able to get himself into a top flight school. <laughs> he was very talented. And, you know, and, and, and. Prodigy. Uh, absolutely. And to get himself into university and he was able to, you know, make his own income and feed himself and all those things. No mention of any family member. It was amazing. So I really appreciate that. I appreciate because we all keep each other alive. We're mm -hmm. all interconnected. We all keep each other alive. And I appreciate him acknowledging that. All boys aren't blue, friends. <gasps> all yeah. boys aren't blue. All boys and aren't blue. Yeah. I loved it so much, Joa. This is a wonderful memoir. This is a great book appropriate for Joa. If you were going to give this book as a gift, <laughs> who would you give it to? Honestly, and, and I stand by what I said, I will give it to um, a, a teenager. Um, so that way they can, they can learn about someone else and possibly see themselves in that person. Or if not, have empathy for someone who may see themselves in that memoir. And um, and that's why I say this is this should be mandatory reading, and this is a very important read because we're building empathy and we're building acceptance and we're building love through this book. And I think that's important to to start with um, with YA with a young audience. Joa, preach! I, I agree completely. <laughs> I agree. I, I may agree get heartily. hate mail for that, you know, because like, oh, how dare you show this to children? Shoot, that's who needs to read it. <laughs> that's who needs to read it. They're you the know, future. Friends, they're the future, and sometimes we forget that young people have um, 
Hmm. Let's talk about a difficult topic. <laughs> that in the LGBTQ plus community, young people have a high rate of successful suicide attempts. Yes. And that's a fact, friends. That's a fact. And why? Why? Fear. And if you give them a book like this, imagine if we passed out books like this where it shows kind of a roadmap for a, a good life, love and acceptance, tolerance, kindness, kindness, kindness. If we let people know that those were possibilities, mm -hmm. that you can be who you are fully, completely, and authentically and be loved and accepted. Yes, yes, yes. This is a great book to book fairy. This is a great book to give to young people. This is a great book to have in libraries, friends. It's mm -hmm. a great book to have in libraries. It's an important book. Joa and I agree. Yay! Mark your calendars. <laughs> <laughs> Inception has occurred. <laughs> I was going to say, when I build my little free library, and I'm going to share it here when I do, this is definitely going to be a book that goes there. Um, because I'm trying to keep it focused to children literature, um, you know, when I have the little free library. So, yes, for sure. I will buy another copy of this. Well, I'll buy an actual physical copy since I listened to this one. Tell us, Joa, tell us about your free library project because I'm very curious. <laughs> so I had a little free library when I was living in Wisconsin. And then when I moved back over here to El Paso, um, I, I left it there because I wanted that community to have access to books because it happened during the pandemic. And, and then I know it was tough for some people, you know, to, to have some sort of entertainment. And I noticed that traffic to the little free library right there at the house I was renting was, was high when, when we were quarantined and the pandemic started. So, so I left it there. I made that that conscious decision to to leave it there, so that way um, they can continue to share books and stuff like that. It brought a little bit of joy to to the neighbors there. So what I told my husband is, let's leave that one there, and then when we get our house here in in El Paso, which we have, um, then let's build another one here. My my husband loves to build, or well, maybe he doesn't love to build. He builds because of me because I give him <laughs> projects. <laughs> That sounds about right. So your your free libraries, are they like wooden structures? Yes. Are they like cabinets with a door, basically? Yes, or... yes. Have you heard of them? They're, they're this thing here. Oh, I and... have. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. have heard of it, but I'm not sure that friends in Dubai may have heard of it. So that's oh. all. That's the only reason that I'm asking. Okay. So they're um, like little houses and you put you put the little house on a pedestal uh, so that way they can, they can stand up. And it's, it's basically take a book, leave a book kind of thing. And then you, it's, it's a great way to share reading in your neighborhood. And then you also, once I usually get a plate where I register the little free library with the little free library organization. And what they do is they send me a plate, but they also put that little free library in their map. And there's even people, if you search them on Instagram, that when they do road trips, they make it a point to go around into, you know, to these little free libraries. So that way they can see what kind of books they have. And and like I said, I'm, I'm focusing on children's literature in my little free library once I have it here. And of course, BIPOC and, and all of that. So that way I can I can share some of that knowledge with my neighbors here. 
BIPOC friends, Black, Indigenous, people of color. Now, I love that. I would like to figure out how to do a free library here. It'd have to be very waterproof. Yes. And how to keep the books from getting moldy is like, I I think about that. So... So I, you know, I was over there in Wisconsin and Wisconsin has like similar weather to, to over there to Ireland. So what we did was we had to do a metal roof on it. So that way it is completely, the, the rain doesn't get into it. And then, um, my husband, he, he did a seal all around the door and we did plexiglass as opposed to glass. So that way, if the wind is ferocious, it doesn't break it or anything like that. Um, so we did a few things. Thankfully, we never had any moldy books in there. And um, yeah, and, and it worked out. It's just you have to make it like super adorable. Oh, I love that. The super adorable part. I really think that's darling. I love all that. <laughs> Joa, where can people learn about the free library map? Uh, that's, we can put that in our description. Oh, yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. Can people Google like free library and mm-hmm. find out? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm Googling it right now. So it's Little Free Library and it's a nonprofit organization. And if you just go to littlefreelibraryoneword.org and then you can go in there and then in there it has their shop and it has ways that you can donate. And most importantly, the button that says map where you can visit their world map and search for little free libraries around you. I just love that. I love everything about that. <laughs> I love that. I love Book Fairy. Friends, Book Fairy is another great thing. Yeah. Let's say you don't have the possibility of creating a free library. That's cool. I don't. So that's cool. You can Book Fairy when it's safe to be out in the world in your particular area. And you can, you know, leave books here and there. And sometimes it's nice. We leave a note in them and it says, you know, please take this book, enjoy it with love from the book fairy. Pass it on to friends if you like, you know. I, I've always enjoyed book fairying. I think there's a great magic. There's a great magic to all of it, to the free library, to being a book fairy, to all of it. it it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And to giving it as a gift for Christmas, because you know, books are my favorite gift. Oh, hey, listen to all about Robin episodes so you can hear about her book <laughs> gift giving. Yes. <laughs> I swear. You know, Joe, how that people so ask funny. about your love language, like yes. is your love language? I can't remember the categories, but it's like mm, affirmation or stuff yes. like that. Yes. My love language is books, friends. I'm very easy. <laughs> books, 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 books. And I love books. I love, you know, I read many genres and books turn me on to a new book i will be your best friend forever it's true i think that's why we have this podcast because yeah, really books yeah. are my love language yeah <laughs> hey on instagram my husband and i we saw this video of um a husband saying uh babe let me see your let me see your your phone and then she's like yeah sure you can see my phone it doesn't matter you know we're married i trust you you trust me and then he's like I'm going into your prime account. And then that's when her face turns and she's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. And, and my husband, then he was like, you know, that's you, but with your books and audible, I was like, yeah, babe, don't, don't touch that. Don't look at that because it's like, (laughs) don't touch my audible (laughs) because it's always like, at one point it was like, 
book after book after book coming into the house. And you know, they come in this wrapping that you know exactly what it is. It's book mail, you know, and everyone in my household just rolls their eyes. Yeah, that's for mom. We already know. Yeah, book. (laughs) (laughs) Chua, are there any other readers in your family? Um. So my son, um, raising him, I made sure that he was into reading because reading is such an important part of my life that I just, I wanted to make sure that he was into it. So that way we can share and have that in common. Um, he, he is not as an avid reader as me. So I kind of, I, I tweaked it a little bit and got him into graphic novels and manga. So that way that love is still there and it can be nurtured just with less words. And um, he's still into that, although YouTube and videos pull him a little harder than books. But yes, he has that that love. My husband is not so much of a book reader, but a magazine reader. But he reads my stuff because he loves me. And that's how I know it's true love, because dang it, he reads it for me. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Your husband and my husband sound a lot alike, which is interesting. Yeah. My husband doesn't read either, but he reads my stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's this true love. Been, it is true love. This <laughs> has been another wonderful episode, friends. Consensus Opinion on yes. All Boys Aren't Blue by George M. Johnson. Read it. read it. It's wonderful. It's important, friends. It's important. And we will see you again on the next episode of the Robin and Joe podcast. Bye-bye. Bye. If you like what you hear, leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us at robinandjoa.com.